0: Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Yomi Yomishur. Today's Shiur is Daf Yudal. We will begin, however, on the Gimel Amul Bet at the words Pitahaya Alakinin. That Pitahaya was in charge of the birds. Okay, it's about the middle, toward the little past the middle of the page at the two dots. He opens things and he's able to teach them. Which means even things that are very, very hard. Look at how great it is. And it says in the Mishnah, Yodea he knows Ayin 70 languages. Tani, we learnt in Ibrahita. Sanedrin Shiyesh Bashnayim Shulim Ladaber, Vikulan Ruoyin Lashmoah. How does the Sanhedrin? You could be fit for a Sanhedrin as long as the Sanhedrin has at least two fellows who know how to speak every language and everyone who understands every language. If it's got shlosha, that's an average one. And arba, if it's got four people who could talk in seventy language, that's considered the best. That's a chokmah. That's a wise one. However, if you have one of the seventy people who doesn't. Understand every language, he's out of the Sanhedrin. That's why they say that Mordechai was able to understand what they were saying at the gate of the king, because of course, when you're on the Sanhedrin, you have to understand all 70 languages. That's why he was able to understand what Big and Teresh were saying, because they were saying a language that they thought no one knew without knowing that they were on the Sanhedrin. Okay? <speaking in Hebrew> in Yavne, which is where the Sanhedrin was after the destruction of the Bet Arba. there were four, Ben Azai, Ben Zoma, Ben Chachinai, and Azad, Ben Matya. Amar Pamachat, Yavsha Eretz Yisrael. One time, Eretz Yisrael was having a hard year. And they didn't know where they could bring the korban ha'omit for the, the, the barley for the korban ha'omit. There was one mute person who couldn't hear or talk. He would put one hand on top of a roof and the other hand on a tzrif, on a, a lean-to type of tent. They brought him in front of Patraya, Amaluhu, because they they saw that he was trying to hint to something. Okay? So he's got one hand on the teepee and the other hand on the roof. So he says, Amaluhu, it atar dimitkari gagot srifin or srifin gagot. Is there a place that's called uh, roof teepee or teepee roof? Azlan, Taman, they went, they found a place like that, and they went there. They found there, that there was barley. So this, not only does he know the 70 languages, he also was able to understand what the sign language the guy was saying. These are all very important traits, because you have to be able to be very, very wise to understand what everyone's saying and the nuances of what they're saying. And if you don't really understand the language and you're hearing through a, through a, a, a translator... You might not fully understand what the guy's saying and the translator might be off and you could be messed up. Or, or the translator might understand. You know, there's some words that could be could have a few different meanings in different languages. And if you're going through a translator, you lose that. You're going through the translator's brain as opposed to your own brain. And he's judging the case, not you. Amab Yosa Bayrabun. One time, the whole world had crop disease. and didn't know where to bring the barley from. There was one, again, one very wise deaf person. He put his hand on his eye and his second hand on his the uh, bolt hole in the thing. Welcome, Harry. Come join us. You made it here quickly. But Yaman wasn't sure you are going to make it in time. But, but Hashem. Okay, good. No, we, we just started a few minutes ago. Okay. Amar Lon, so he told him, Is there a place that they call Socher ayn or ayn Socher? They went there and they found again the same idea that this uh, deaf guy was able to give them the 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 this deaf guy was able to give them the coordinates of where you could find fresh barley for the korban haomer. One time there were these three ladies who brought their pairs of birds for the korban. I'm bringing it from my eye. One of the ones said, I'm bringing it from my sea. The other one said, my ziva. I guess they understand ayin, not as an ayin, but rather as a mayan. So the the people in the Beit Mekdash thought, Shofat Kimayan, she was bringing it because of a ziva. Uh, there are different reasons why you will bring a um, a pair of birds. You could bring me bring, bring a bird because she's a ziva, which means that she had her period in an unnatural time, and she needs to bring a, a pair of birds. So now, when a lady comes with the birds, we don't know why she's bringing it. So when she said in a cryptic way they thought means a well or a spring and she's saying that the blood is springing forth from her so she needs to bring these things for a ziva and then they have to process the birds in that way like a ziva korban. Really he says no which means that she's referring to her actual eye that she had a sakana in her eye and she was bringing the birds as a korban ola. and therefore, you had to process the birds differently, and therefore, you misunderstood. So, Baruch Hashem, Patchaya was here to re-explain to the kohanim what this lady had meant. Another story: Zusha liyamati. The lady says it's for my sea. So Verit memar. They thought again shofat kiyam that she's pouring blood like a yam, and therefore, they should do it. With one as a chatat and the other as an Ola. Amarlon, so Pitachaya told him, But she was in danger on the sea. And therefore she's bringing both of them as Olah. zushumet zivati, when she said for my ziva, which is we we thought would mean that Again they again they thought it was a chatat and olah. Hamalon Ze'ev Bali pana Zivati even though it, the straight meaning is for my my blood that I'm seeing, but in fact she had meant zev zevati, which means a wolf. There was a wolf that had endangered her son. And she was bringing them as Olaz, and they should not have. None of them should be a chatat. Okay, we are now on the two dots at the bottom of the page. We, one of the people we mentioned in the mishnah is a man called Ben Achia. She's offering an olah. I don't know if it's bringing it to that. He could bring it, I guess. or oh, the yam one? I don't know. There's another rabbi who ex- explains that it could be that when it says zivati, she did have ziva, but... It, it was endangering her life, and therefore she was bringing olah. She had already done the Ziva korban. She just bringing olah. The fact that she, that the period didn't uh, didn't endanger woman had too much blood coming out of her it could be a hemorrhage, and therefore she had a zivati. Could have meant that also. Either way, he understood what she was saying. Welcome, Shlomo. Okay. So we mentioned the Mishnah on. Friday afternoon, we said Ben Akhya, there was a guy Ben Akhya who was in charge of people who had stomach ailments. He came just in time, Shlomo. Okay, now, why would we, we, the Gemara is explaining why did we need a guy in the Bet Mekdash who's in charge of stomach ailments? That's what we have Quick Care Pharmacy for, says the Gemara. Since the Koanim were walking barefoot, on the floor of the Bet Mikdash, which is a stone floor and gets cold. Right? Hayauchlin basad, and they would eat a lot of meat in their diet. Okay? Vishotin mayim, they would drink water and not wine. Now, in the olden days, most people would drink wine. Wine, uh, some posit that the wine uh, mixed with the water has a way of killing any parasites in the water. Right? If you have parasites in the water, you put in alcohol in it will kill the parasites. The Kohanim are not allowed to drink alcohol because in the Beit HaMikdash, they not allowed to be in the Beit HaMikdash. So they were drinking a lot of water, yet eating a lot of meat and walking on this cold stone floor. They would come to have stomach ailments. They would know which one you could drink that will help you for your stomach, the high on which one is bad? which wine is bad for the water for your for your stomach? I guess uh, sometimes people would would be uh, either diuretic either 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 going to the bathroom too much or, or not being able to go to the bathroom and they would give you the right wine that would get you as a medicine to get you out of. It. Of course, when you have the wine you pass all to do, the Quran of the, the Beit Mekdash but you have to take care of yourself, so this guy is in charge of the pharmacy of the Beit Mekdash We're on the bottom of the page, last line. he was in charge of digging the wells. So Shichin, he would dig wells and cisterns, and he would know, Hai Kef Mikorer maya which rock will bring out cold water which one will bring hot water and how far would the heat go which means how hot was the water in the that's what this guy was in charge of even though he was busy with this, it happened to be that his son passed away by dying of thirst. <laughs> A person who says that Hashem forgives, not forgives, that Hashem ignores sin, so Hashem will ignore his intestines. He'll end up with troubles. El <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem sometimes extends the time of payment, where He'll give you time to do Teshuvah, but He'll always, if you don't do Teshuvah, you'll always get punished on that sin. I guess they're, they're connecting that with this person who must have done a sin, that's why his son passed away, But even though he had this achut. Amar Acha, it says, Usivav <speaking in Hebrew> around Hashem, it's very, very, it's very stormy around Hashem's, close to Hashem. Hashem is careful with those who are close to Him, like the width of a hair's breadth. Which means, when a person is a tzaddik and close to Hashem, sometimes Hashem will take very, will will be exacting with him, and take punishment for uh, Avela, which wouldn't be considered a punishment for other people. For Avela for other people. On Rabbi Yossi, Lo mitam hazeh, hu al kol sevivav. Pasuk says, different Pasukim, Hashem is, morao, his fear, al krovim yotem merachim. Hashem is more, puts his, Mishpat, most on people, close to him, more than people far. Now there's a famous story. Maaseh <speaking in Hebrew> There's a story with, a certain uh, pious man. Some say it's either Ben-Alai, or different people of Ben Yair. Okay, he would make for public people. He would make special wells. He would dig these wells for anyone coming to the Beit Hamikdash. They should be able to get water, have access to water on the way. Water fountains and wells for people on the way. Very, very beautiful thing to do. One time a woman, his daughter, was passing to get married on her way to her wedding. And she was carried away by the river on the way to her wedding. So all the people came to try to to, uh, comfort him in mourning. His daughter passed away on the way to the wedding. He wouldn't accept the, the... the the comforting, so the husband came to comfort him. He wouldn't accept. he told the "Dan, who chasidchon? You calling this guy a chasid? Why won't he accept it? Why would this guy look? He, he, he didn't accept what Hashem gave him. Hashem was to, had midat adin on him, and he's not accepting it. Look, he's not accepting the teshuva." Amale, they told him, Rebbe, you, know, you know why he's like that? You call, are we calling him a Because really, this is the guy who's spending all day working on water for people. And look what happened to his, to his daughter. So, but Chasman said, Amar, could it be that he's respecting God with water and this should happen to him in the water? Right away, there was a rumor in the town. But, uh, she came. They found her. She, had, she got carried down, and she, she didn't drown. And she, here she is. Some say that either she had grabbed a, a branch and she saved herself, others say and the angel came down and looking like her husband and that's what saved her now some say that the reason why it happens because my husband was the one who who asked Hashem to take care of it, that's what made it that it couldn't be that he died that way. Okay. Givini Karuz. We said Givini was in charge of publicizing. What would he do? She'ai would, he would call out in the Beit every morning, me'haya o'me'r, what would he say? Imdua Lavoda. Get up, to do the service. go on your rastrum if Yisrael, the Jews and the Yisraelim should be standing over the Korbanot one time a group of men were able to hear this guy's voice when he was eight parsa away and he gave him many gifts for his amazing ability of his voice to be audible at eight parsa away from the Beit HaMikdash okay, we send the Mishnah Ben Gevin, Ne'ilat Ilachanim, was in charge of closing the gates. It says Ingmar, Targum Reb Kumi Debet Rabbi Shili. Rav rab, rab, rab Targum explained in, in, in the in the Bet of rabshili. Shili, "Kara Gavra Achriz Kruza," which means that when the rooster would crow, Amru Le, they would tell him, "Kara the rooster crowed. Amalon, so he would tell them. You want to say that this guy's father's name was Tanigol? So therefore, this also was a, was a person. So in other words, <clears throat> when the Mishnah Yuma says that they would do the Trumat HaMezbeach by Kriyat Gever, this rabbi understood the meant an actual rooster. He's saying, no, it could mean a person as well. Hold on a second. Babi ala Pakia. Ben Babi was in charge of the Pakia. What was his job? His job was to get ready the wicks. She'am mizavig, mizayeg pitilot. He would do the thickness of the wicks. Because the thicker the wick is, that's how big the flames are in the menorah. Rebiosi <laughs> al-Kufra. came to a, to a city called Kufra. al <laughs> He wanted to, to appoint people to be the presidents of the community over there. <laughs> and the presidents didn't accept the jobs. They don't want to be presidents. <laughs> he got up and he said in front of them the following. He says, Ben Babi al this guy Ben Babi was only in charge of wicks. This guy's only in charge of wicks. And he's included next to Mordechai and all the other big in the Mishnah. You're in charge of the lives of the people. Think of how big your is. You should accept it. So you see from this Mishnah that a person who's in charge of a small thing in the Bethlehem Midrash sometimes rub shoulders with big tzaddikim, it's a big zechut. Says the Gemara, Ben Arza al tzitzol. Ben Arza was in charge of the symbol. Like we learned over there in the Mishnah Tamid, when when uh the kohen gadol would pour the wine of the korban tamid, the sgan would wave. His assistant would wave a handkerchief. Ben Arza When Arza was, would, would, would at that time, bang on the, I guess, symbol or whatever they call a, a big gong, in order to make a, a noise for the Lavi'im to start singing. Okay, that was the time. He that was a symbol for everyone to know when they're supposed to start singing. Hugras ben Levi al Hashir was in charge of the she'er. Amar Rab he started singing. Amar Rab Acha niimayi tira hayola. He would sing beautifully. Veamar alav al Hugras ben Levi shayam min imet kolob bezemer. Kshen oetz kolob betoch piv. When he put his thumb in his mouth, he would see coming in his zemer. He could have coming out of his mouth many types of songs, of tunes. va Veikol echad koanim zekim bevatros. Their, their head would fall back out of the beauty of this guy's Hougarist Ben Levi's songs. Bet this, this, this family called Bet Garmu was in charge of the Lechem Panim. Now, what's the bright thing about it? Bet Garmu became Maseh They were in charge of Lechem Panim. And they were very, very good expert at taking this bread out of the oven to make sure it doesn't break on its way out of the oven. They also had to be, it's, it's not sh- sure exactly how they used to look. It would look like, an. O- these breads had to look like an open uh, box, a box that's open. So the bread has to look in a spe- specific shape and has to come out of the oven looking exactly like that. So, they didn't want to teach their trick to anyone else. This family called Bet Garmu, didn't want to teach their trick of baking to anyone else. So, They brought people from Alexandria who were good at making the panim, but they weren't good at getting it out of the oven. We used to um, heat, up the, heat up the oven from inside. Virodin and they would take the bread out of the oven from the outside and it wouldn't break. And since they didn't take it out when it was fully baked, it wouldn't get it would not get spoiled but the guys from Alexandria, they would also heat up from the inside, they would also take it out from the inside, because they finished the whole baking, and it would get spoiled. When the rabbis realized this, Hashem created everything for His, for His kavod. So they, what happened? So they went to call the Bet Ganmu guys back to come take over their old jobs. Right? They didn't want to come until they doubled their salary. This Bet Ganmu who got kicked out for the Alexandrians, when they called them back to take back the job, said, no, 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 we're not coming back now. Now it's double. Now they're getting their money from the Tudumat because they get this is one of the things that we said comes from Lechem Shah. But they, they didn't have a choice. They had to get that Lechem Panim and they paid double the salary. Shem right? Shema they used to get 12 mana, except in their 12 mana every day. Okay? That's how much you used to get. And they switched they got like 24 now, he says no, it was 24, and it went up to 48, why do you want to teach anyone the rules, how it works, they told him, we have a tradition in, in our family, from our fathers, that this second Bethlehem is going to be destroyed one day, we don't want anyone to learn our trick and ever do this trick in front of a and therefore we're not giving up our, our secret I don't know why they have to double the salary okay that's another Did they, why they used to double the salary you have to fire them next time. right not to find them I guess uh but that could, that could be. Maybe that is what it is. don't fire us. even so, there was something that was very good about these guys bedgama. why? Their kids would always eat whole wheat bread, or whole wheat bread or uh, not fine flour bread. Why? Because they didn't want you never you never caught their kid holding a bread made out of fine flour. Why can't we eat fine flour? Everyone eats fine flour, because we don't want anyone. We don't want anyone to say the people in the family didn't want anyone to say about them. Oh look, they're eating from. They probably took some lechem panim stuff and they're eating it. So therefore, they were always eating black bread or or uh, subpar bread, in order that no one should ever say that about them. So that's one thing the rabbis thought was praiseworthy. Even though they weren't happy about not teaching, they were praiseworthy about this. And there's a very similar story going with the Katorit over here. Beit Tinas was in charge of Says the They were experts at the Khatorit. Ube Ma'ale Ashan. And they were expert at the Ma'ale Ashan. Ma'ale Ashan is a special um, type of herb. Which makes the smoke of the korban kolshu. It says we say umalei Hashan We say every day in the ketoret a little bit of Malashan makes it all go up straight. Okay, they were experts. Who to didn't want to teach it. Shalachu vevi ubrim Alexander. Again, they call the Alexandrian experts of ketoret. Shemetzlime who bokim b'tumaktot umalei Hashan loy bokim. They weren't good at umalei Hashan. Shebetam tina sayitam mitamaret veolem kemakel it would go up like a stick, all the way up to the, to the roof of the Bikdash, it would go up straight like a stick. And then it would spread out and come down. These other guys from Alexandria, it would spread out right away. They realized that uh, everything's from Hashem. They sent to go get the guys back. They also didn't want to come back until they doubled their salary too. Same idea. Double. It was 12, and they doubled it. Again, same idea. No, he says it was, it was 24, and they upped it to 48. Again, the same rabbi, same what you want to teach? again the same comment I think the rabbis didn't like it because the rabbis didn't believe that that was the real reason why they didn't want to do it. The rabbis believe that they, had, they wanted to keep the, keep the job it, so, it sounds it sounds like they want to do it but it could be suspect. Or maybe they felt, the rabbis felt that they should teach it anyway. Don't worry about the future. Teach it to us now. What happens if you die and no one knows the trick? Okay. I'm sorry? Have that in mind? I'm, I'm going to make it now. I'll, I'll make it as long as you need it. We're, we're here. I'll teach my son. He'll teach his son. We got you. Okay. There's one thing that they said about them that was very praiseworthy. None of their wives ever went went out to the street with perfume on. Why? Even if they would marry a girl from out, before they married them, it's a condition, if you marry me, you're never wearing perfume again. Why? So no one should ever say, oh, she smells good. Sure, she smells great. Get on it, of course. What do you think? When should, in order that it never happened, none of their wives ever wore, ever wore perfume. Okay. No, notice doesn't say that none of them wore, ever wore cologne. See, that this business of men wearing their colognes doesn't sound like it was... None of them talk about that? Of course, they didn't want to cologne. Nonsense. Cologne in the bed of my gosh woman, perfume, okay uh, men, cologne, what is this, a joke okay like we said before you have to be clean from Hashem and from all the Jews, not just from Hashem even the Jews have to know that you're clean it's not enough to be Hashem knows you're clean okay, we had that before already one time I was standing in Jerusalem and saw a kid from this family okay I told him what family are you from? I'm from this family in Betav Tinas I told him since they wanted to increase their honor and decrease the Kavod of Hashem because they didn't want to go back until they got double the salary. Therefore, they they went down with the destruction of Beit Hamikdash. Because they, they, we don't need them anymore, and and the kavod went up, which means that they didn't want to say that's lashon sagi Which means everything went down. You wanted to increase your kavod. Your kavod went down, and so did kavod shemaim go down. This is like a backward talk. They don't want to say Koch went down. They just say Koch went up, but they really mean they went down also. Okay? Amar Bekiva Sakhli Shimon Meluga. Simon told once told me. One time I was I was gathering grasses, me and a kid from Beth of Tinas. I saw the kid cry and then laugh. The other way around. Laugh. Cry, you no, cry and laugh. I told him why did you cry? I said, I I, I have I'm crying for the kavod of the Beth Makdash that got lowered anymore. We don't have the Beth Magdash anymore. why did you laugh? I'm happy about the kavod that's going to come to the Siddiquim in the future. what came to you to mention it? Why did you decide to think about that while we're doing grasses? So he said, I saw the maale ashan, which was the thing that my grandfathers used to use in the Beth midrash to make it go up straight. I saw the grass in front of me, and that's what made me think about the Beth Mikdash and cry and laugh. Numeti so I told him, so show it to me. Which one is it? We're collecting grasses. Show me the one. Amali, I have it in my house. I'm not showing it to anybody. Because we don't want it to get into the wrong person's house. Wrong person's uh, hands. And therefore we won't show it to anyone. One time I met an old man from Beth Tavtinas with a, uh, a document with spices on it. With lists of names and spices. Amali told me, Rebbe, in the olden days, my family's house were all religious. And even though the Beth is gone, we would pass along the document from one to the next to remember when the Beth Midrash was be rebuilt, we have it. Now some people were not religious in my family. I'm worried that something's going to happen. Someone's going to get their hands on the wrong things. Take the Megillah. Be careful. When I came and I showed her that they gave it to him, he started crying. Rabbi Akiva. Now we're not going to mention this family anymore negatively. We're going to mention them positive because we see that they really did give it over to us when, uh, when, uh, when they when they were worried about the danger. So they're not really worried. When I mean, they really were worried about kavod shemaim, and no longer are they going to mention the bet Tinas in a negative vein. So we said Elazar al Elazar was <laughs> in charge of the parochet his job was to hire the parochet weavers like we said, the parochets don't last forever and therefore, whenever they get new ones he was in charge of hiring weavers to have this huge 50 foot tall parochet well, know, it was very, very very tall The it was very, very long and it had to be woven Pinchas <laughs> was in charge of dressing the Kohanim he would dress the Kohanim Gadols in their clothes But I said there was a story There's a Kohen Who dressed a certain officer Some say they gave him 12 Now so most explain that this doesn't mean that he dressed him in the kohen, clothes of the Kohen Gadol. Because that would be Asu. You know, no one's allowed to use, you can't put a goy uh, Kohen Gadol clothes. They're saying that they, this guy, who was such an expert, he was such an expert at measuring kohen, Kohanim to make sure that their, their uh, garments fit exactly the way it's supposed to be, because otherwise it's not kosher. So this guy went and made clothes for a certain goy, uh, not not adult clothes, just regular clothes, and it was so good that the guy paid him so much money, either eight Zuvim or twelve zuvim, because that, that's how expert they were at uh, sizing people. Whatever. Okay. Says the Mishnah, and Pohatim Mishiva Am Kalim gizborim. There has to be at least seven overseers and three gizbors of hektesh. We never take money from a public if there's less than two people there. You have to have at least two people there to certify where the money's going. Okay? Who was in charge of of, of the pharmacy, right? Because he, those guys... Um, they used to take it by themselves because I guess they were trusted by everybody. Okay. Says the Gemara. And Pohatim Meshushah Gizbulim Meshiva Amkaleem. You can't have less than them. Tani we learned. Meshteh Katlikin. Besides for the Amkaleem, which are the overseers, there are two, you can't have less than two Katkaleem who are in charge of the overseers. Hadad That's why it says V'yechiel. It says the name in Yechiel. V'Uziyah V'Nachad Gisbonim. V'Asahel V'Yirimot V'Isbad V'Aliet V'Yismechu Machat Benayahu Armkalim. Those are the seven Armkalim. Pekidin Miyad Kavanayu B'Shimi Achiv Katlekin. Those were the Katlekin on top of Armkalim. V'Mefkad Yechischiyaw Amelch V'Azur Nagid bethlehem And they were answering to Yechischiyaw Amelch. Azaru Nagir Bethelhim. Hamel Koengadol. Okay. So the Qohen Gadol and the King were on top of these uh Catholic Catholicin who are on top of the Amarkleen who of the Kizborim. That's the hierarchy of people in charge of the monies in the Bethlehem Dash. Now, Kishukotem. When they have to seal up the room, right, there's the room that you go in <coughs> to get the, the buckets, the money from the buckets. Now, when you leave the room, you got to seal the room so nobody else walks in taking money. They have to put a seal on it. So when they put the seal, the is the first makes a seal. And he gives it to the, the Amar kol. He puts it to the overseer. Amar kol choteh the to taklini taklikin. He goes to taklikin to the seal. And they give it to the king to seal. So there's all these seals on sealing the room so no one gets into the room. When they want to go open it to go back in to take more to umatir. <coughs> the melech looks and sees his seal that it's still closed and he opens it. Kareng Adol sees his seal, and he opens it. So it goes backwards, the way to Melech first, and it goes the other way down to the gizbor. And also, we said in the Mishnah, you can't have anyone in charge of the Sibur, less than two. It says, (coughs) by the people in charge of the Mishkan, it says, they will take... It doesn't say he will take the za'v, it says they will take, implying that you need more than a plural amount of people taking money from a public. Now, we want once we're on the topic of people suspecting people of taking their own money, we're gonna bring a story about Moshe Rabinu. Moshe even though he wouldn't take a penny from the from anything was very very rich. how did he get rich? From the from the what he chiseled from the luchot. Luchot was sapphire. And Moshe was told P'solecha. Chisel for yourself the Ten Commandments in the Luchot. And since he was able to take the chiseling, he got wealthy from that. You take the Psod. the the Leftovers becomes yours. He says, "No, there was a a diamond mine under his tent, and that's how he got wealthy. Not from the luchot diamond mine, but everyone agrees he was wealthy." Now, there's a pasuk that says, "When Moshe's face was shining." It says, when Moshe would go into the Ohil, everyone would watch him and they would look at him until he gets to the tent. Now, there's two ways to understand that they would look at him. Some say they look at him positively, and some say they look at Moshe negatively. Yes, even Moshe Rabbeinu had criticism. Unjustified criticism. According to this opinion that says it was negative. So, think about that. Trian Amoim, there's two Amunim arguing. Khad Amalignai, one says negative, Khadam al one says positive. Mandamaligna, the one that says, says negative, he says the following. He says Khamun shakin, you see how fat his thighs his his thighs are. Khamun karin, how how fat his legs are. Khamun Kupad, you see how overweight he is in general. He must be stealing from the Jews and eating it. And he's stealing from the Jews to drink. All, it all comes from the Jews. Whatever he has is the Jews. The one who says positively, he says no. According to other ones, when it says they, they looked at Moshe, they were trying to see the face of the Sadiq. Because when you see a Sadiq, it's a zuchut for you to see the Sadiq's face. It's a zuchut to see him, that's how they understand. They understand that they were looking at him to say, oh, how fat he is. They're looking at him because uh, they wanted to see a Sadiq. Okay. Why, do you know this with Why don't we know the name of the two, two Amoraim? It happens sometimes, does You don't tell us the names. Okay. Next mishnah halacha gimo. There were five types of seals in the Mekdash which people would get to get their korbanot to the bet Mekdash. One would say, uh, calf, zakhar or ram, or gidi or goat, vechotah or a sinner. Those are the four for matzora. Ben Azayon He says there were five. He says, and he says they were written in Aramaic. Egel, Dachar, instead of Zachar. Gidi, same thing in Aramaic. Chote Dal, a poor sinner. Chote Ashi, rich sinner. Egel, Meshamesh, M'Nizcheh Basar. The Egel was giving you the pourings, the libations for a cattle. Gidolim, M'Kutanim, M'Zachim, M'Kuvot, whether they're big ones or small ones, or male or female. Gidi was for uh, the the pourings that come with a sheep. Gidilim, that's for big ones, small ones, male or female. Chut, Mishelim, except for a ram. Ail, The word Ail was only for the libations of a ram. And Chote was for the three animals that come for a guy who has Salat. So this. There's these three seals. Now, what do, you do how does it work with the seals? So the guy comes, to, he comes with his korban to Beit Mikdash, but he wants to purchase from the Gizborim of the Beit Mikdash the proper wines and things that are going to be poured on the mizbeach or the oils that are going to be poured on the mizbeach with his korban. Okay? So he comes to Yochanan. Shumanel Chot, who was in charge of the seals, he gives him money. For the money, he doesn't get the wines; he gets the seal. Okay. to he goes to Achia. he's in charge of the wines. He gives the the seal to Achia. And he gets for the seal, he gets the, the wines. Okay. Ula Erev, and that evening. So Achiya meets up with Yochanan, and they straighten out the books. They figure out how much money came in, and how many seals, he gives them the seals, right? Uh, so Achiya, who has all the, khotamot, all the seals, takes out the chotamot, he gets the money from Yochanan. Fine, that's how it's working. If there's short money, Yochanan loses the money. He has to pay from his own house. If there's extra money, the money goes to the Beth Maktash. Because always, like we said, house wins, yeah. House wins. That's one way to put it. House of Hashem wins, yeah. What happens if a guy bought a chotam for his korban that he had and he lost it? Now he goes. Listen, I lost my chotam, but I'm telling you, I paid. What do we do? They wait till the nighttime. If they found that there was an extra pay and less uh, seals, not they give it him. They don't find it. They wouldn't give it him. They would write the name of the date. Shema Yom, they write the date on the thing because they don't want any ramaim. Uh, they don't want any um, cheaters. cheaters who would find a lost one and bring it the next day when they need it. So therefore they would write the names on it. Okay, we'll do the gemara tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.